calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, Squash, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Squash refuses to speak the truth to a friend. After Dayton's treachery, Squash found it difficult to trust, choosing to run and hide from his problems instead. However, since trying to get clean and the recent brush with death, Squash has decided to right a few wrongs in his life and confront his failures of the past head on. Will the family of the Snurf Eflin he abandoned forgive him? What changes has Empty Shallows undergone? And are his parents truly dead? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. After your trip through the stalking, you find yourself in exactly the same spot as when you last looked at Empty Shallows all those years ago when Dayton and yourself left. It's dark now, though. It's The sun has gone down. There are some lights still in the village. Um, and that's where you find yourself. Oh, and Demi's obviously standing next to you because that would make sense. <laughs> yes, I assume so. <clears throat> Uh, I think Squash kind of just like guiltily looks over to Demi uh, and like so um, right here in four days uh, what what 72 hours no four days is 96 <laughs> I, I, I I never <laughs> learned math <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna use that excuse. Uh, me, squash, never learned math. No, please don't put this in canon. Squash knows math. He knows how to steal stuff. He knows what things are worth. Captain, <laughs> you're right. Uh, yeah. Uh, ninety-six hours. Okay, yeah. I mean, if I come and get you in 96 hours, then I can pick you up and then we can go back and then I can re- 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 recharge and then I could go pick everyone else up. I mean... Uh, no, if you can give me more time, that's better. I I have to probably travel for about a day to get to my location later. I think. Um. It's been a while since I was in the Earth Dark. No, I'll, I'll see you in 96 hours. 96 hours it is uh, yeah she kind of like looks at the the town looks better sorry looks at the village looks at you looks at the village and doesn't mention a conversation they had about empty shallows and just strokes her shoulders and walks away you feel like a, a surge of magic around you and everything is emptiness be careful <clears throat> all right uh uh, all right, all right. Um. As a recap for anyone who doesn't remember what Empty Shallows looked like, because it was some episodes ago that we we were here. How about 70? About 70 episodes, maybe 80. Um, you can see the waterfall in the east. It's a single large waterfall, and it flows down into a river, which kind of cuts nicely through this valley. Not that you can really see that, but you can hear the rushing of water at least. There are some trees dotted around the edge of this which manage to hide it from most of the rest of the world. It's very difficult to find unless you know it's here or you accidentally stumble upon it. But the trees seem a bit thinner than you remember them. There are also a lot more lights here than you remember ever being at night. Most of the time people just go to bed and move on but there is lots of lights and as you kind of stare and look at it with your 26th perception you notice that a lot of them are moving there's lots of movement going on even though it's pretty late at night um, you can see the houses in the some of the silhouettes up on stilts you can see the big meeting hall in the middle of the village itself um, and that is very well lit up it's uh yeah, it's very obvious. You can also see that there are some new silhouettes that you aren't used to, new buildings, some buildings have been taken down, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, you just find yourself overlooking your town at night. Um, Squash just kind of takes in uh, Empty Shallows, a place he hasn't been to in about, what, like, 23 years. Mm-hmm. And... He just slowly starts moving forward, but it is with very, like, hesitant steps. Like, um, he knows that every step he takes takes him one step closer to confirming his parents' death. And he doesn't want that. He always believed he would come home before it was too late. Well, you make your way forward slowly, hesitantly, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. um... You make your way down to the town. Your home was always on the edge. Um, And as you approach the place where it still is, you notice that it's surrounded in torches, in lights. As you approach closer to it, you notice that there's nothing moving inside, but it is lit in there. Are any of the other houses similarly lit? No. Oh, has somebody already moved in? Oh, no. 
Squash is going to walk the perimeter of the garden. Uh, since his family was new to the town, they would not have had a family graveyard yet. Uh, but Squash is eyeing the garden for a possible gravestone or a grave. Any kind of marker for his parents. As you walk around the perimeter of the garden, as you, let's say for ease, the garden was hidden as you walked down, you had to walk around that building. You see the garden, it's well-maintained and well-looked after, probably better than you remember it, but then you were only a kid when you left. In the very centre of this garden, there is a statue. The statue is of a female halfling holding a baby boy. Standing next to this woman is... Oh, sorry, standing, crouching, kneeling down next to this woman, looking at her with a smile, is the figure of a half-dwarven man. You recognise Dajin's features in the statue. You recognise your mother's features in this statue. And you recognise from very, very, very long ago your features in the baby boy. Sorry, did you say half elf or half dwarf? Half elf. You said half dwarf, I swear to Christ. <laughs> okay, well, you recognise Dayton's features. Okay, okay. And he is a half elf. Hmm. Squash kind of. Um, caring less, kind of just. I'm assuming it has just like a like a simple fence meant to divvy out where the garden ends. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's fairly small. Uh, yeah. You could definitely hop it. It's not a problem at all. Yeah, um, this place is pretty well lit. Some magically, some not. Yeah, Squash kind of just absentmindedly climbs the fence and starts heading towards the statue. You hear off in the distance um, a pair of uh, a pair of feet. Uh, you hear a person making their way towards the house uh, along the kind of like small road that's uh, leading here. Um, it's a little it's a little distance off. Um, yeah, as uh, you jump into the garden, uh, you see flowers and herbs. You see what you now know to be um, herbs and, and flowers used in potion making, in as uh, ingredients, sorry, as uh, material components for spells. Some very powerful ones. Um, yeah, and as you get closer, this statue is very well made. This is definitely your mother, but much much older. Um, it's uh, maybe a couple of years old. Judging by the weathering. Squash looks for any kind of plaque, anything to read, anything that would tell him why this travesty was built in this garden. Uh, yes, um, the sign is uh, underneath um, and it has um, Antonia, which is your mother's name. Mm-hmm. It has Don, which is your name. And it has Dachin's name there also. And it's in memory of um, Antonia and Don, those who took us, sorry, those who brought us to Dachin's Light. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Did he not take enough? Of course not, of course not. You hear the opening of uh, the gate 
<sighs> Squash, uh, like, takes a deep breath before he turns around to see who's heading towards him. There is a young halfling girl. I say young girl. Um, there is a young halfling woman standing in front of you, and uh, she smiles at you, and she says, Oh, hello. Uh, how did... Welcome to Empty Shallows. Uh, you're not here to steal anything, are you? No, no, I'm, I'm not here to take anything away from you. I'm actually from here. Um, I, I left a long time ago. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, sorry, is this your garden? No, this is the garden dedicated to Antonia. Yeah, oh. this is this this garden and, and the whole whole house is dedicated to Antonia. Oh, uh, that's really nice. I, 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 I knew her back in the day. Oh, you did? Were mm. you family from when she came from the other village or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to meet. I'm so glad that you, you came here. Yeah, this is Antonia. Um, do you, do you know much about her? Oh, only what I remember, uh... From when I was a kid, uh, back when I uh, when I knew her. Well, do you want me to to fill you in on what happened to her? Do you want me to tell you yes, about yes, the glory? She kind of like smiles and tips her head a little bit. Um, she has like uh, kind of like that dark, dirty blonde hair. Um, she kind of like flicks it back a little bit, and she seems to get herself into like um, guide mode. One might say. Uh, you said she was young. How young are you saying? Uh, she's probably. Early twenties. Okay, okay, okay. We're not yeah. talking about like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, she's not a kid, kid. No, yeah. she's just a young woman. Uh, I misspoke. Um, no, no, just clarifying. Yeah. She kind of like uh, she kind of like uh, takes a couple of steps next to you, and she says, "So this is Antonia, um, well, as you know, probably. <laughs> uh, she she was brought here when pestilence had a bit of a divide. Um, she was pregnant at the time when she was infested with wereism." Don't worry, we're all cured now. Don't you worry about that. Don't worry. And she kind of like taps you on the shoulder. Um, she was pregnant at the time and she had a, she had a child with her husband. Uh, this is the boy here. His name was Dan. Um, they tried everything they could to try and cure him. They gave, sought out priests and they sought out all sorts of people to try and help them. Great wizards. One great wizard named Dachin here, and she points at the half-elf. He spent many years trying to help them out. And one day he arrived and said, could he please borrow Dan to do something after he'd cured him? Well, partially cured him, he thought. He had properly cured him. Um, and then one day Dejin came back and he said, well, he told us that because of the magic that's here in Empty Shallows, that whereism, it kind of mutated and it started doing stuff to poor Dan here and it killed him but that Dan had begged him on his, on his deathbed, poor little mate, to save his family, to go back home and save his mother and his father, to go back and save the village, to save empty shallows from this. And Dachin promised that little lad and he delivered. He came back and he cured everyone. Well, I say everyone. There's a reason why Antonio's husband isn't here, why his name has been stricken from the records. He refused to take it. He languished in in guilt and in sorrow over the death of Don, and he didn't believe Dachin's word. 
Well, he didn't take the cure and he died. Just like many others in the village who didn't believe Dachin. But those of us that did, or of our parents that did at least anyway, they were saved. And that's why this is here. To remind us that because of what Don went through and and the thing that his mother went through, that Dachin is in our lives and he's helped us out. And we're all cured. And she kind of like smiles. So Dajin saved everybody. Yep. Even Antonia. Yeah. She took it. She took the cure and her husband didn't. And yeah, he died because he didn't believe and she lived because she did. Oh. Where is she now? Well, she passed away a couple of years ago. Uh huh. Mm. But don't worry, she did. She did a great many things afterwards. She worked closely with Dachin to spread the cure around to the rest of the pestilence tribe. Um, uh, she assisted in some of the things that he did, um, and much, much later, when he came to us talking of this. Uh, of the thing that we now believe in, the blissful eclipse, she helped to spread that word. But it was shortly after that that she passed away. She just didn't wake up one day. You know, these things happen all day. Squaws is, like, just literally frozen at that moment. Um, I think he's probably, his eyes are, like, locked uh, with the face of Dajin in the statue. As he got the plates, what he's just heard tries to tries to absorb it. Do you want some water or something? To, why don't you come sit down? You look a little bit shocked. I'm sorry. I think I just kind of overloaded you all at once. My sorry. I'm so sorry, my love. Um, she kind of like puts her arm around your shoulder and kind of like tries to guide you to like um, uh, one of the, like the many benches that are in this garden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once she starts moving squaws, his eyes like immediately lock with the ground, and he lets her like guide him somewhere. Um. He, when he sits down, he's like, "Um. Uh, what happened to the home?" Oh well, after after Antonia died, after everything she did for us, for putting us on the right path, for helping us get cured, for helping Dachin out, we decided to make this place a a way so that we can never forget her. We can't ever forget Antonia and we can't forget Don. The good things that Dachin has done to us. Mm-hmm. Um, can I... Enter the house? Is that part of the whole thing? Of course you can. Everything here in, well, in Antonia's home is open to everyone. Just, we please you don't ask oh. some of the pictures. Don't touch some of the pictures. Don't don't try to move too much. But <laughs> of course you can go right in. Uh, t- have you got somewhere to stay tonight? I mean, uh, I, uh, no offense by the look of you. You look like you had a long trip to get here. Squash kind of looks down at himself, uh, probably still a little bit scuffed after the fight with Glengareth, and just like, yeah, uh, it's not been easy getting here. Uh, No, it's been a very long trip. 
Yes, I, I would very much appreciate a place to stay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh... Well, in the main meeting hall, if you kind of like pop your head out, you will see like a big, big-ish looking building and it's all lit up by torches and whatnot. If you just head over in that direction, I'll make sure that they've got a bed for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're uh... most welcome. What's What's your name so I know to let them know to expect you? There's a definite hesitation as Squash like, like wrecks his head for a, a name. And... Oh, goddammit. What was what was Palace's fake name again? Oh, no. No! <laughs> okay, let me just go take it out. It's Thank you. funny. I, I was thinking my father's name, but uh, I think Squash does not want to evoke that right now. Was it Christopher Cantemir? I think... Think that by, I, I think that might have been the fake name they used in uh, the lodge. It might have been the GDC. Per- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The GDC. Uh, <laughs> you're so good at noticing when I'm fucking that one up. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's the one they used at GDC. Uh, yeah, I think it's that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, my name. Uh, it, it, excuse me. Uh, I'm. Christopher Cantemir. Make a deception roll. Oh boy. <laughs> that was real bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's a 15. Oh, okay. She kind of gives you like a bit of a side eye, like she doesn't 100% believe it, but she just nods and smiles. She says, all right then, my lovely, I'll, I'll get them to have a room ready for you. Um, are you planning on staying here for a couple of days or are you just more here to check on your... Antonia here. Uh, I actually had thought I would be leaving in the morning, but uh, maybe I'll stay a little longer to pay my respects. Well, if you like, I, well, I kind of run this little place here, and I run the the kind of temple up in the in the main village here itself. So, if you just come by the temple, I'll 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 be happy to show you around. That'd be great. All right, well, I'll I'll see you tomorrow. Um, she kind of like, she gives you a smile. Um, she pats your shoulder and then she, she leaves the garden. Um, you are free to explore the house and the rest of Empty Shallows. Oh, you bastard. Oh, I knew you'd done something shitty. Oh. Yeah, Squash is going to go into the house and just reminisce a little bit. He's going to look around, uh, see what things have been changed, what is missing and so forth. From his childhood, that is. Um, the house is pretty much as it ever was, um, except that your father's presence has almost 100% been eradicated. Um, there's very little here of his. There is no chest where he gave you his um, his equipment when you first left. Um, the bed is just a, a single rather than the double that you remember. You look into your room and it's almost exactly as you left it, um, except that the cupboard kind of the cupboard is open, and the drawing of um, Osmark is very clear and preserved on the wall. Why would they do? Um... But it's pretty much as it ever was. Um, it's probably a lot less dusty because a lot of footfalls go through here, and it's treated with a degree of respect. Um, yeah. Squash eyes the drawing of Osmark like really hard for a second and then he's like No, 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 I don't it's fucking bullshit. All of this is fucking bullshit. 
She's she no, she did not forget him. And Squash is gonna start going through the house with the intent of finding uh his secrets. He is sure that his mother did not pass like did not forget his father and he's gonna try to find whatever he can to try to prove that i need you to take an investigation roll please all right uh hey that's actually one of my good shit stats no that's 24 no on a 24 you look through and under the bed um there is a small kind of like uh chest um, and you pull it out and you open it up and you see that there are letters from when your parents were courting, um, letters from your father to your mother. There are some drawings of his which are very, they're detailed and they're artistic, but you knew he was that way inclined. He was very good at the kind of charcoal drawings. Um yeah, there's there's a couple of little keepsakes in there, um, like a small lock of hair, uh, his wedding ring, that kind of thing. Um, you see little bits and pieces like that in this box. You also see a couple of similar things uh, that your mother written, um, a few things of hers that she had made. Um, uh, the kind of the two uh, ribbons uh, used when they were married around their wrists, uh, the hand fasting ribbons, they're in there. Her wedding ring is also in there. You see a couple of new trinkets that you don't recognise where they came from or what they ever were. Either you were never explained to them or they're new. You also notice in this box that there is a familiar looking onyx pin. Squash is going to like gently wait. Like Squash's fingers go towards the pin and then he hesitates and he tries to remember how that crown worked. No, not the crown, the the onyx pendant. That you if I if I remember correctly, that it could be used to uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like cast through people. Oh, the um the necklace that Glengareth was wearing. Yes, sorry. Yeah, copper and onyx. Um it was so far as Demi that you managed to get through Demi's rambling explanations. Um, it was through wearing and contact mm-hmm. um, that spells could be cast through it from a separate place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do I know if it was specifically made with that in purpose, or if that is the like that is the point of it? Like, uh, the- so the copper and onyx necklace um, that was specifically a pair of necklaces that was specifically like this this necklace was made to do that okay that one okay okay (sighs) squash closes the box he takes off his backpack and he's gonna slide the box into it you're taking the box? Uh, how big is it? Um, I don't know, like keepsake box? Uh, like a slightly smaller than a shoebox, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would assume that Squash can probably shove something like that in his... No, wait. Squash doesn't walk around with fucking backpack. He walks around with his cloak. Ah! <laughs> I forgot that I made Squash dumb. <laughs> you would have a bag. Um, if nothing else, like your sleeping bag, you could probably shove it in there. Right, right, right. Actually, yeah. Squash yeah. is planning to go to the Earth Dark, so he probably would have some traveling gear with him. Yeah. Ah, uh, you're right. Fuck. Yeah, right. yeah. You can definitely put this box in your bag. Yeah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh, did you not want me to take the entire box? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I seem to be very no, concerned no, my with brain, the story you My made. brain is running through <gasps> possibilities and now it won't stop spinning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, put the entire box in your bag. Uh, I'm assuming that this takes like a good solid hour as he scours the entire house looking for more stuff. Yeah. Other than that, you really don't find much evidence of your father. Uh, maybe a chair that he made, maybe a picture that he drew. Like, that's basically it. I think uh, Squash's like last room that he goes through is his old room. It's exactly as young Squash would have left it. And as he's going through it, he's like looking under the bed. He's like like touching the floorboard, seeing if anything's loose that didn't used to be loose. Not that a lot of things wouldn't have fucking loosened over the 23 <laughs> years. Um, and as he's like running out of options, he like gets closer to the drawing, gets closer to the um, to the closet. And he starts by pulling something over and he's like checking the sides and the, the, the walls of the, the closet. And then eventually it's literally just a picture of Osmark that's left. And and Squash is just standing in front of it and he's staring at it. And he kind of just drops to his butt and just, hey, Osmark, I'm sorry I was away for so long. A lot of things have changed, huh? You probably know of Dachin now, don't you? More than I do. You probably know more about my parents than I do. I wish you could tell me what happened. And I think Squash just sits there in silence and, like, uh, just thinks really, really hard about the situation he's in. Did we find you next morning still here? No, I think after like, I think at some point Squash actually retells the story of um, Empty Shallows, uh, not Empty Shallows, um, uh, the city of Dreneth, uh -huh. both of them. Uh, the one with Dajin and the one without, uh, one with the party. Mm -hmm. And as he finishes the one with the party, uh, like, he starts like going on like oh and then we went to the to the the gentleman's stooling club and and then he's like brain like trails off and like it's trying to catch up with him and then he like kind of shuffles up back to his feet like oh, no 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 <sighs> fuck uh, and he starts heading towards the uh town hall okay uh, meeting hall i think you called it yeah the meeting hall yes so the meeting hall has gone through some changes. The meeting hall now has... It's kind of covered in plans. So whereas before it was just a big empty hall where everybody sat down and was equal, there are now plans tacked up on all the walls. There are tables everywhere with supplies, um, picks, building materials, hammers, nails, um some odd-looking stones, um, some gems, some basic stones, again, in a pile that have been worked or turned into supports or into strange runic shapes. There's a couple of sleeping mats, sleeping beds laid here, and there are a couple of families that are asleep on the floor currently when you enter. 
the squash have any idea what they're building? It look. I'm gonna go with no. They're only like bits and pieces. Um, it would be kind of really, really difficult for you just to piece together what this is. Yeah. Squash is gonna find whatever bed he was promised, and he's gonna crawl up, crawl up into it, and he's gonna. He tries to go to sleep, and whether it's because of all the things that have happened in the last 24 hours, the fight with Glen Gareth, the, the, like, the return to the real world. Like, no, wait, how long did it? Yeah, that happened in like the last 24 hours, right? I think so, yeah. We got teleported to, um, to, the, to the town. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Squash is like just his brain is racing. He's trying to like absorb all the information, all the things that have happened, and his brain won't calm down. So eventually, he he reaches into his bag and he gets out a vial and he looks at the smoky liquid that is inside of it, and he knows that as soon as he pops that cork, it's gonna turn into gas. And he looks at the God's dream and just like okay. Just for good, just for tonight, just for tonight. Just need to sleep. Just need to sleep. I've got a lot to do tomorrow. And Squash is gonna use one dose of his God's Dream. Okay. Uh, once you pop God's Dream, it's much like taking Nyquil. It's a, a very quick nod off to sleep. You were on the edge of sleep anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. The morning is bright, cheerful. There are birds tweeting in the sky. As you look around the meeting hall, it is empty. The bedrolls have been rolled up. Many of the um, tools uh, that they were using here have gone. Most of the materials themselves have gone. Um, and you can hear the sounds of industry, of heavy work, of the soaring of timber, of the falling of trees. You hear the sound of hammer on nails, on wood, on stone. You feel the strange electric current, which is often magic, um, going off all around you. Uh, yeah, Squash, uh, as soon as he wakes up, he's going to, like, gather himself. He's going to put his uh, big green cloak away. Uh, yeah, green cloak, uh, his patched up cloak. <laughs> and he's just going to plunk the backpack on his back, and he's going to go head towards the construction sound. Um, while it hasn't been talked very much about in this game um the idea of god stream um i think i've explained it at least to you as a dm mm -hmm. it but it sh gives squash the time and energy he needs to think and squash has basically spent the last eight hours planning so he's got a little bit of a composure that he did not have last night yeah, there's a bit more focus in his step. Yeah, he yeah. now knows what is wrong and he's had time to deal with it, even though he was asleep. Even though he was asleep, yeah. Well, it's it's a very focused form of dreaming. Yes. Um, okay, you head out towards the construction and in the daylight you realise what's different. The trees that dotted the edge, the ones that dropped the cherry blossom pink leaves down, they've all been cut down. As you look around, houses that are on the edge have been knocked down completely flat. They've been taken down for material, hence why there are people living in the big meeting hall. The trees have been pushed back very far. The ones that were on the edge where the waterfall fell, they're gone. They're stripped away. 
Many of those big rocks have been rolled, smashed and are used to make something else. You can see that there is an odd glow to the waterfall that there never was before. It's glowing a kind of... a kind of light pink colour. As you look around, you can see that they are building something. It's on the ground itself. Where there was once farmlands, it's now been absorbed by the construction of this thing. You can see that it's very intricately laid out, that there is metals being melted and poured into channels within the stone which have been carved. You can see the gems have been placed in specific places. They mean it's not random. This is something odd and magical and you can feel it in the air. There is almost everybody at work here. Everybody is also wearing a kind of... Like a kind of uh, a pin. Either they're wearing it in their hair and it's a, a kind of a dark stone. Not all of them are onyx, some of them are. Most of them are dark stones. They're either wearing a small circle on an ear or they're wearing it on their arm or they're sewn into their clothes. But everyone here with your 26, everyone here is wearing something along those lines. Um, Squash is going to look for somebody who looks like he is uh, overseeing construction, but not constructing himself. Okay. Um, Yeah, you see a halfling man. um, Yeah, you see a halfling man, um, like kind of ordering people around, overseeing the construction. You see a couple of other masters coming to speak to them. Um, They don't seem to be like the master of any of these trades, but they seem to be very good at organising everybody else to do their jobs. Um, They have a shock of white hair, but they look familiar to you. Squash, like, uh, observes him a little bit, like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, And then heads towards him. And like is trying to catch his eye, i.e., he's trying not to be sneaky. Okay, um, you see the kind of uh, the man turn around. Um, he's probably maybe ten, fifteen years older than you. Um, you recognize him as being the former tribe leader's son. Um, he's weathered with with age a little bit, but he seems to be in charge and pushing pushing he's politely ordering people around there's no raised voices there's no anger happening when disaster strikes they just deal with it and move on um would i happen to remember his father's name his name his father's name was asa asa yes all right uh squash is gonna like uh like approach him and then like uh, like I'm assuming that the guy is like trying to intentionally ignore Squash because he has work to do. But yeah. as Squash kind of walks up to him, he just goes like, "Hello, hello." Uh, y- you wouldn't happen to be um, Asa's son? Yeah, I am. Uh, can I help you? Uh, well, uh, it's not exactly help. Well, if if you if you could if you could help me with my curiosity, I guess. Uh, uh, how about we walk and talk? I've got to go survey something on the edge of the fields. Um, come with. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. Um, and Squat starts following him. Uh, so Asa, um, I've been on. No, way... no, no. Asa was my father. Sorry, sorry. Uh, what is your name? Anson. Anson. Um, I've been away for a very, very long time. Um. Uh, what is going on? 
what are you guys doing? <laughs> well, uh, well, it's no point hiding it, really. Um, we're we're building a we're building a rune on the floor of empty shallow as a dedication to the, the blissful ones. Right, I I heard that heard that name yesterday. Uh, could you tell me? Um, so I've been hearing uh, contradicting things about the blissful eclipse. Could you tell me uh, more about them? You seem to be a you, man of knowledge. You'd probably be better off going talking to our uh, to our priest. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you you have a church through the blissful eclipse, don't you? Yeah. It's, uh, if you just go back there, it's the the kind of uh, the big circular building. Right, right. Uh... So, sorry, if you're after matters of faith, that's probably the best place to go. I've got a lot to get on with. I want to make sure this is built before the, well, you know, within the next few days. Right, right. Yeah, you seem to uh, know what you're doing. Like, are you the one who who, who designed this? Uh, no, no, we got our uh, we got our instructions from uh, from Dajin himself. Squash like like very slightly flinches when he says it like ah, fuck. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. So you're following Dajin's design? Yeah, well, yeah. Of course we are. I mean, he's the one that's got the contact straight to the blissful eclipse. If he says that the blissful eclipse wants this uh, this tribute built to make it easier for them to get here, then we're gonna do it. Great. Yeah, great. I know it's great, isn't it? Well, um, you 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 hurry along to church. I'm just gonna go. I've got to. Hey, hey, Pete, could you can you not do that with the gold? Um, he's gonna march yeah. off. Squash just does a one eighty towards the uh, um, circular building. Yep. Uh, the church, and he's like striding with a little bit more like speed now. Like, okay, so there's a design. Um. The temple is empty, uh, but for the young woman that you saw yesterday. Um, she's wearing jet black robes um, and she has um, a circlet on her head, which is just a dark stone. It's not onyx, it's just dark. Um, hello. Uh, she turns around and like smiles uh, widely at you. Hey, it's you again. Yes. So what can I be doing for you? Squash seems a little taken aback that she's also here. Like, are you uh, a, a woman of the cloth? <laughs> yeah, I am. I um, Dachin saved my father um, when he brought us here. Um, so I've dedicated myself to to the blissful eclipse, the blissful ones, and to Dachin's teachings. Right. I was wondering if you could tell me more about the blissful eclipse. Well, uh, do you want to sit down? And she indicates one of like the many like cushions on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems nice. She kind of like she sits down opposite you and get, makes herself comfortable. She says, "Well, um, the blissful eclipse is going to come here, and one day, one day very soon, we're hoping." Dachin says the signs are, are going to be here any day now. That they're going to come here and they're going to get rid of pain and they're going to get rid of disease, that they're going to absorb everyone here and turn them into happier, more 
more whole, more blissful existence than we've ever had before. There'll be no going to Cicero or Bellum, no going to Bellum to fight demons when we're gone. There'll be no going to the stalking where any number of creatures can take us or or have the reapers decide where we get to go. There'll be no going to Cicero and getting turned into an angel or turned into a sandman or into a phoenix. None of that. We just get to be ourselves, lost in knowledge that we're not alone, that we're comfortable and that we're, we're happy, that we're blissful. I mean, they cured us. And she kind of like gestures to empty chalets. So nobody's aware of Red anymore. Nope, not a single one of us. He just came back and cured you. Well, it took him a bit of time, but yeah. He came back with... He came back with a tale of young Don, asking him, begging him to cure us, cure his family, his father and his mother. And those people that didn't believe, they died. And the ones that did, they lived. Right, right, right. Ah... That's all great. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, Squash just kind of stands up, but he's not even making eye contact anymore. He's just kind of <laughs> lost in thought, like, great, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, right. Uh-huh, and then he just t- turns around and walks out. Uh, are you are you going? Do you want me to show you around the village? What? Uh, wait, yeah, yeah, that would actually be useful. <laughs> She walks you around empty chalets and it's very obvious that they are building, now that she kind of talks you through it, and she explains that they are building a method that makes it easier for the blissful eclipse to see the physical plane. She explains that it will help to draw them here, that it will help them to see all the people that they need to save. And it becomes obvious that they're building a large circle with a cross in it. All right. So, uh, what Squaws is trying to listen for is where the plans are. Because this is big and this is intricate. And <laughs> he highly doubts that anybody has this in his head except uh, Dejin. No. Um, so, she kind of makes it uh, through kind of like probing and prodding. Um, and you've already seen most of the plans. They're mm. in the meeting hall. Right. They were there. You mentioned them. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I think... uh, Fuck, there's no way to fix this. It's been 23 years. It's 20 years of fucking brainwashing. There's no way of getting them out of it. At the end of the... the... tour... Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, during the the whole thing, does Squash get a feeling for where this woman lives? This particular woman, yeah. Uh, from what you've gathered, she kind of lives at the temple. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Like she never goes like, no, I know, I live over there. Like, no, no, she doesn't like point it out. But you kind of like, yeah, have like, kind of picked up. This is where she lives mostly. All right. Um, once she's done showing Squash around, he's just like, okay. Uh, are you guys not afraid that you're not going to have enough food for next winter? 
Christopher, people aren't worried that their houses aren't going to last for a few more days. You can see we're, we're stripping the wood, we're stripping all of the metal out of most of these places. There isn't going to be a next winter. Right. Uh... <laughs> I say not next winter. Winter's going to come in a few days. We don't need to live through it. It's not going to happen. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm kind of hungry. I'm gonna go fish for some food and eat. Uh. Thank you very much for showing me around. You're most welcome. And if you want to come, pray with us to the blissful ones at any point. You're welcome to come join us. Thanks for the offer. And. Squash kind of like awkwardly, like moves away. Okay. <sighs> okay. So you're at the edge of town. What do you want to do? Um, Squash is gonna make his way back to the the big rune that they're working on. Yeah. And over the over the like extent of a couple of hours, he's gonna be studying it very intensely. And he's not actually studying the rune, he's studying the people and trying to see gaps and moments where he can kneel down and change something. Uh, I'm going to say with your passive, I guess you're kind of just like keeping an eye and watching. Um, there's sections of the runes that are, of sorry, of the rune which is actually already finished. Okay, yeah. Um, so it would be like fairly easy to go to the edge of that and start messing with it. I, I need to impress how big this rune that they're building is um yeah I'm, I'm assuming it's like a like a big public square kind of thing like. um i think you need to think bigger um they were tearing down parts of um of like the houses that people were living in they have destroyed many of the trees around the edges they've been bringing rocks in this is a huge endeavor um if for example if you were to climb up to the top of the waterfall which is quite a distance up um the one that feeds the river which is now kind of uh, flowing pink through um, empty shallows you'd be able to see it from up there um this is a, a huge undertaking yeah okay uh, like yes yes it is huge yeah, it would be absolutely feasible for you to essentially just sneak off to one side without any sort of roll um, and start messing with it. What are you planning on doing? What's the ultimate motive here? It is to make it look like it hasn't been messed with, but messing with it. So you said something about like uh, gemstones being placed in patterns yeah, and stuff right, yeah. like that. Uh, the intention is like if there's a, like, let's say there are two very similar patterns next to each other. Mm -hmm. Squash is just going to mix the stones and the ingredients and maybe change the pattern just slightly. Uh, yeah, that I'm I'm going to say is probably just really easy to do. Um, even if you decided to wait for nightfall, which would be like advan advantageous for you to do this. Um, yeah, if like, for example, you decide to take the day and, and whatever night it is, it would be very easy for you to go in and, and mess with it. Um, your perception of 26 would basically stop and you're going to be able to sneak up on you. Um, these guys don't have that as their... Uh, I'm never going to roll for them. They don't really have that as their forte and the chances of a nat 20. Uh, I think it's more interesting that you get to mess with it. So yeah, for sure you can do that um then like as people are um uh like uh, turning in for the night and i'm assuming i've done enough damage that it should be fine <laughs> uh squash is gonna ask like um like um 
is, is it okay if I start a, a little bonfire? Uh, who are you talking to? Uh, basically, I just go up to like anybody. Like okay, like it's basically just like a like. Is it okay if I start a little fire? Like I'm gonna spend the night outside and. Uh... Oh, if you want to be camping, yeah, sure. Uh, just make sure it's not too big. Don't uh, just take some scraps. We've got some scrap wood here somewhere that we're not right. using. Uh, right. And they they go off and they get you a, a bunch of like just just uh, just burn this. Don't burn anything else because we we say we're using it for uh, our dedication. Of course, of course. And Squash is going to make it like a little campfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, he's going to see if he can find something to like stand on, something that will make him a little bit taller than the fire. <laughs> he's going to make the fire like a little bit bigger than he should, clearly. And then he's going to find something that he could stand on. Uh, sure. Uh, there could be rocks nearby. That would be fine. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to roll that close to the uh, campfire. And like currently, he's just kind of sitting on it, but he knows he's going to stand on it later. Uh-huh. And then Squash gives it a good two hours before he's going to go and try to snatch the the drawings, the well, schematics, the... Uh, the the plans from the, the meeting plans. house? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um I'm going to need you to make that stealth check this time, um, only because you're trying to sneak into a place which has families living in there yep. and steal a bunch of stuff. Um, See, so yeah, I'm going to need you to roll a stealth check for me. All right. Uh, let's roll a stealth. And how about you don't suck me right now? That's a 23. I'm giving them one trance. Mm-hmm. There may be a three-year-old awake or or a mother feeding a child or... An old man looking over the schematics at that very moment. Let's uh, let's give them one shot. Well, they don't get a 23. All right. They got a 25. <laughs> they got a 90. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's because I rolled a D100. Oops. No. Um. Yeah, you kind of like, you break, break in. You kind of very quietly make your way inside. The families are all sleeping. There's a moment when you hear one of them like take a sharp breath in and they kind of roll over and kind of their eyes open a bit, but then they immediately close and they start to drift off again. Um, your steps become so much quieter and softer. Um, it's very tense. It probably takes you about an hour because some of the plans are right near the family and you're just being so super sneaky quiet. Um, but you managed to take them off the walls, off of the tables. You have collected all the plans as far as you're aware. All right. Um, I've got to just show them in my backpack for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take a quick scro- stroll to uh, Anson's house, the, the the son of the former mayor. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, just kind of knock on his door. Uh, he kind of like blearily eyed, opens it and it's like, oh, it's... what? what? Uh, I need to talk a little bit. Uh, if it's about the Blissful Eclipse stuff, you're, you're probably better go into the temple. Me, I've, I've got a long shift in the morning. I'll, uh, how about you come back tomorrow? Um Okay, I, I guess that's fine. Uh, as he's saying, this squash is trying to peek into his house to see if he has any sketches or schematics in his house. Uh, take an uh, take a perception or investigation. Uh, that's a uh, twenty-one. 
uh, so far as you can see from like the crack that he opens it, like peering around him, like in his nice night night, night pants, uh, <laughs> like looking inside. It's a very sparse and very bare in there, and it doesn't, from a quick glance, appear to be any plans in here. Okay. Uh, squash just like okay, yeah, that, that, that's fine. Okay, yeah, okay, I catch you. Uh, good night. And he just turns around and starts walking away. Uh, door closes behind you. All right, fine. I'm going to the temple. <laughs> okay. Um, you make your way to the temple. Um, the woman that you met earlier. Um, mm, sorry, sorry. And as I pass the fire, I stack it a little bit higher. Not crazy high. Not okay. like somebody's going to come out and turn it out because it's going to catch everything on fire, buddy. Just keeping it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. That's fairly easy to do. Um yeah, you make your way into the temple. Um, you can see that the uh, the priestess, the woman that you were speaking to before, uh, she's just she's curled up under a, under a blanket, um, sleeping on some of the the cushions that are used for for the prayers in the morning. Uh, Squash is gonna walk up to her and like, hey, um, hey, sorry, I know you're sleeping, but uh, this is kind of important. Uh, sure. Uh. She kind of like sits up a little bit and pulls the blanket up around her. Um, any, any time of the night or day, um, what, what can I do for you, Christopher? Um, this is kind of silly, but can I ask your name before I go? Uh, before I tell you? Uh, sure. Um, sorry, it's really early in the morning. I have got to try and remember my name. <laughs> sorry, I, I think <laughs> you actually had her name written down, but... Uh... Uh, no, this this character was going to be something else, but it's okay. Um, uh, people here, they, they call me Kada. Kada. Thank you, Ratstring. Um, all right, um, Kada. What you are going to do with the information I tell you is going to matter a lot in the future. And because of how the world has turned and how the things have turned out, I don't think anybody's going to blame you one way or another. Just know that you will affect the world greatly. Well, yeah, we're we're building in a device that will bring the blissful eclipse. It will bring the apocalypse. You know, apocalypse is just a a big scary word. Um, it just means the end of things. It means the change. Change isn't bad. It's just change. I've seen it. I've seen what's behind the whale. I've seen death. I didn't die per se. No necromancy was used to bring me back, but I was thrown beyond the veil. I was thrown into Cicero, and I saw them there, my parents. Right. Wouldn't it be better next time you pass, you know, the veil that you don't see them in Cicero like that? You're not still a separate entity. You're, you're one and the same. You get to be joined in at peace. And is your blissful eclipse going to consume the gods, the heavens, and the earth? Of course. Everybody there will have the lives they live there taken away from them. It won't be taken away. It'll be changed into something else. That's what death is. It's being taken away and turned to something else. 
The blissful eclipse doesn't bring you happiness. It just brings the end of things. And well, bringing the end of things isn't good for us mortals. Well, Christopher, that's... That's not my name. I didn't think it was, but people travel under different names for different reasons. And in the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because the blissful eclipse, the blissful ones are going to be coming here and they're going to be enveloping all of us. Not if I can prevent it. Which I intend to. I don't think you're going to be able to. They're coming one way or another. That's what people said about curing my rare autism. They're not going to be able to. But somebody did. Somebody greater than Dajin the shit. Now, I don't really like you taking that tone in here. I'm not Whoever surprised. you are. I'm not surprised. Because Dajin has li- li- given you nothing but lies. Dajin has come here and he's cured us all. And he's guaranteed that the blissful eclipse will take us and make us into something better. Something more peaceful than this life we've led. Dajin. That he has been nothing but nice to us. Dajin has done nothing but lie to you. You he have done nothing me. but listen to the lies of the outside world have corrupted you. That's what's happened. You've seen things and it's tainted your worldview and you need the blissful eclipse to take that, that taint on your eyes away. You're too blind to see it. Now, have you it ever would met be good Dajin? Of, you. of course I've met Dajin. He's a very nice guy. He cured my father. Then he cured me. Now I want you to take your your blasphemy out of my temple. Or I will force you to. Squash stands up and looks at her straight in the eyes and just goes. I never died. Dajin lied about that. Get out. I've taken the schematics and Squash just starts walking. She gets up and kind of like <laughs> pulls on a rope. Um, and she, as you kind of leave and she arrives at the, the door of the temple, she says, it doesn't matter. We'll ask him and he'll bring us more. We aren't the only ones. Squash uh, walks up to the fire and like grabs the um, drawings out of his bag and just starts tossing one after another. She screams for the guards. She screams for anyone to help her. Um, and the town rouses. Mm. Uh, Squash, as he's like throwing the last ones, he's just going to jump on the, the rock. And he just kind of loudly declares like, uh, Any of you who still have a mind of their own, know that Dawn didn't die down there and Stajan didn't save him. The blissful eclipse is a lie. My mother loved my father and I don't know what he did to them. But I, I will get the revenge and the blissful eclipse would not ruin this. Don't let them ruin this place. He speaks blasphemy. He speaks blasphemy against our Dachin, against the blissful ones. Get him! And with that, Squash is going to try to run away. Okay. Um, 
they which where are you where are you chasing where are you fleeing to do you have a place in mind um i think squash got the only thing he needed which was the little box yeah so squash is basically just running towards the earth dark opening that he knows is around there somewhere yeah, the Earth Dark opening is a, a like a little little distance outside. Like you probably have been to that before, where maybe we we spoke about it before, where Squash has maybe considered coming back and then changed his mind. Um, yeah. yeah, there is there is an entrance, but it's probably like a good half day, maybe a day out. Um, but you can definitely run in that direction. Um, I want you to make one athletic check and then one stealth. All right. If you fail this, they will get you. Oh, Jesus. All right, well, let's And you start. will be screwed for four days. All right, let's start with stealth. <laughs> That's a 23. Mm-hmm. And then athletics. Oh, boy. Come on, don't fuck me on that one. That's a 19. Sure. Um, they chase you for a good long time. Um, they split off and go in different directions as they lose your tracks. Um you're probably fairly close to the Earth Dark Tunnels when you realise that you've evaded all um, pursuit. Um, it's probably you're a good portion of the way through day two when you um, reach the Earth Dark Tunnels. I assume he's heading down? Yeah. Okay. He's got one thing left. Mm-hmm. As happenstance would have it, the Snurf Bethlehem tribe that's you basically became a part of um, they operate far and wide across Discora you know the secret entrances you know the secret ways you know the markings that you're looking for and probably by the evening of the second day you find yourself on the edge of a large cavern you're looking kind of up into where it's been built this place has a lot of Buildings that have been dug into the walls themselves. There are Snurf Bethlin almost exclusively here, as though much many of the Duragar work hand in hand or at least oversee them in a brutal way. Here is, thankfully for you, um, only Snurf Bethlin here. Um, most of them are still working. For them, night and day doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, they're still trading, they're still talking, there's a market going on. Um, and as you approach um, even some distance off, you figure, you hear, you know that you've been spotted. Uh, that should be very obvious. Quas does not have dark vision, so yes. he's the only one walking over the candle. Yes. <laughs> Except maybe people enjoying colours. Yeah, people who like colour, yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's some light here, there's not a whole yeah. lot. Um but yeah, as, as you kind of like approach to the edge of this uh, this kind of like small village, um, you see uh, a Snurf Bethlin man, um, fairly old, grey hair, leaning on a stick and he makes his way over. Um, either side of them are our two guards, um, both young, both fit and healthy, um, carrying obviously very sharpened weapons. And he stands, uh, the old man, on the edge of the town as you approach. And he says, What brings an upsider down here? Um, I'm about uh, 15 years late, but I bring bad news of a party that was sent out. 
Many parties over 15 years, many parties didn't return. Hmm. Be more specific, Uplander. Um, they were part of the 2-3. I don't know if they're still a thing at all. Hmm. And he looks down and he thinks um, the young woman who has been uh, flanking him kind of leans down and whispers into his ear. And he looks at her and nods. Yes, we've had some two threes in the past. She leans down again and whispers and points at you. And she, he looks at her and nods and she steps forward and says, Are you the one they called Squash? Yeah. How do you... Why do you guys still remember me? Uplanders, don't come down here very often, let alone be accepted into our parties. Well, yeah, I had Grishuk to thank for that. Yes, Grishuk. Yeah, um... And the other was Crescent, correct? They were the two that went with me on my our last run, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you guys have... Already assumed that raid didn't go well. Grishuk and Crescent uh, argued over strategies and eventually got us I think there's someone... Sorry, sir. I think there's someone you should be telling this tale to. We written... We wrote that party off as dead. You were right to assume so. Who should I talk to? You should speak to Grish... Crescent. You should speak to Crescent's mother. Yes, I owe her that. You do. And she kind of gives you a very pointed, angry stare. Um, come. I know Crescent's mother well. Thank you. Leave your weapons. Gladly. Leave your supplies. Less gladly. Um... Please don't uh, squash like hands over the bag to whoever's like taking it. And it's just like, please, I, I, I know taking is generally not that much frowned upon, but please not the box. It's all I have left of my parents. You see, uh, you see the two younger guards kind of like give each other a look and then they don't agree, but they take your stuff anyway. You are defenseless. You have no weapons. You have no items. Just... Dropping that. Um, the old man leads you towards a house that has been built into the rock. Um, even though it's built into the rock, there are still signs of neglect of care in there. It doesn't smell great. Things are broken and shattered. Um, you can see that there is an old woman who's wearing a, a kind of a thick blanket um, sitting at a table um, eating bread and cheese. Um, clearly stolen bread and cheese. Oh, I'll throw that out there, but uh, <laughs> she's sitting there. Um, Not a lot of cow or wheat fields in the Underdark. Nope, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely stolen. Um, and uh, the old man taps on the door and he says, Eclipse. Eclipse. And you see the woman look up. This boy here, the Uplander, Crescent was, I'll let him explain. And he kind of puts a hand in the bottom of your back and pushes you and then pushes you further in with his, his stick. 
Uh, Squash kind of like stumbles in and like gets his footing again just before getting pushed more with a stick. (laughs) Yeah, um, this old lady is someone you actually would have known. Um, Crescent was a very close, loyal friend after you kind of um, earned her trust, let's put it like that. Um, Yeah. And uh, you see the woman peering at you through very thick kind of lenses in her, her glasses. Um, she kind of like we, we know, ruffles her nose a little bit and like stroke it, straightens out the, the wild white hair on her head. And she's like, Squash? Is, is that really you? Uh, for better and for, or for worse, yes, that is, this is me. <laughs> my boy and she kind of like puts her arms out uh, it's obvious she can't move or isn't willing oh. to move um j- dumb point point but squash looks for any kind of weapon because he would not be surprised um on her yeah uh she has a fork all right right, right. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take a fork to the face that's, that's i deserve no less all right so i risk a fork to the face uh, it's more like it. yeah no uh, squash goes in for a, a hug uh, she uh, gives him a good hug and like pats him on the back a little bit and there's definitely a moment where she like envelops him, like when she wraps her hands around him, that like his brain just turns off for a second. The old sensation, the smells, the surroundings, it's probably like breaking his brain a little bit. Yeah. But he snaps quickly out of it and like, um, um, Eclipse, I don't have Crescent with me. I just want to make that clear straight away. Mm. Sit down, young Squash. And she kind of like pats the, the chair next to her. Squash thumps himself now. Tell, tell an old, tell an old mother what happened. The two threes had been struggling, as you knew. Um, we hadn't been bringing back as much as we used to. And it was costing us members. They were being pulled or quitting. Uh, I didn't understand the system exactly at the time. I just knew people came and went and they were wending a lot more. Um, We went on a small raid. It wasn't supposed to be a big one. It wasn't supposed to be a heist. It was just supposed to be a little bit of metal. Just something to bring back to work. And Grishuk the old fool didn't want to go along with Crescent. He didn't believe in her plans. He wanted to do it a little bit by force. Grisuk wanted to do it smartly. And they neither listened to each other and the raid went badly. Was it at least peaceful for her? Quick. It wasn't dignified, but it was quick. It was humans, uh, taunting, jabbing, mostly with words. But the death was quick. A swift slash across the neck, and she went down. How did you get away? Why didn't you save her? Because I'm a coward. Because I was scared. Because I could see the writing on the wall, but I was neither strong nor willful enough to stand up to them. She... She did everything to help you. She stood up for you with the rest of the Snuff Bethlehem when they wouldn't. 
she did. And... Why are you here now? Because I ran away. I ran away and I spent a pitiful 20 years. Why are you here now? To ask for your forgiveness. To ask for all of your forgivenesses. Forgive you for running away. For not coming back. For not coming back to the home you guys have made for me. For throwing it our forgiveness. You want my forgiveness for not having come told me. Because what? Why now? Because the world is going to end. And you deserve a chance of redemption, retribution. I deserved this 15 years ago, Squash. Yes, you did. And the it only may not have thing been... that has changed is that you feel guilty enough now. No. The only thing that changed is that I don't think there's going to be a next year. I can't put it off any longer. You've heard about the apocalypse, right? She reaches out and she puts uh, a hand on your shoulder. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for finally the courage to just tell me. But you will never earn my forgiveness for leaving her. I don't care if it's the apocalypse. You owed me this a long time ago and you owed her better. Now get out and don't fail whoever it is that guilted you into this. Get out. Squash gets up and her, yeah, yeah. If Squash doesn't move quick enough, you see her going for the bowl. Squash moves. Yeah, as soon as smart move. Yeah, as soon as he sees her getting aggressive or more aggressive, uh, yeah. he gets the fuck out of there. Uh, yeah, as, as you kind of hightail it out, uh, you hear the breaking of uh, the shattering of uh, the kind of like clay bowl on the, the door frame as you go to leave. Um. Uh, is the, um, the Swiftnablin outside the yeah, the, the old man and the young woman, um, they're both waiting outside. She has your things. Mm. Before I leave, is the market open? Yes, but not for you. As she hands over, she kind of like uh, holds your bag, which even from like a quick glance, you can tell the box is, is still there at least. You're pretty sure some other things may be missing. It looks a little yeah. lighter than it was, yeah. but that's the tax for being here. Yeah. Um, and your weapons are there also, but she holds on to those until, you, until you're going to leave. Yeah. Um, please, can I do something to... <sighs> I've upset her. Can I please ease that suffering in some way? The old man looks up, uh, looks at you with like a questioning look. I, I don't know. She doesn't have a lot. I am assuming that Crescent was the only one keeping her family afloat. Can I? Can either of you buy her stuff for me? Since I'm not allowed in the market anymore. You see, 
the young girl without even looking at the older man. Um, she kind of like opens your bag, reaches in, and she grabs a few items. She takes a few of the knives. She takes the plus one dagger for sure. Um, she reaches in and she takes most of whatever gold you had in there. Um, I don't know what you had, by the way. I have a stupid amount. I don't know how I got it. Uh, probably thievery. <laughs> I, I don't remember it, but yes. Um... Let's say she takes like... Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she takes like a solid 200 of you. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a good amount to take. Yeah. And, and she throws the bag back at you, um, kind of throws it in the way that she'd never closed the top properly so the thing kind of like fall out and roll out. Uh, Squash, like like he dumps himself on the ground to make sure that the the box doesn't open and spill. No, the, the, you, you, I'll, I'll say for, for niceness, you save the box. Squash gets up uh, and kind of slings the the backpack back on and like looks up and like you're never gonna see me again I don't think that's a bad thing I'm just saying that uh, you're uh, you, don't, you don't have to worry about an uplander coming again at least not me I've done what I needed to do and should have done a long time ago. You should have. She walks with you and the old man kind of like um, is talking very quietly and very animatedly to her. And then he splits off and leaves her to guide you out. Um, it's going to be a long walk back up, by the way, but she's not taking you all the way. No, no. And the young, the one, young woman says... I heard you talking about the apocalypse. Yeah, it's all the uplanders talk about. Mm-hmm. There's rumblings. Our people will be... Our people are going to decide tomorrow if we're going to... If we're going to go with Homer and help fight. Is this apocalypse real? Yes. I want to say that's what I've been doing, but it's not. It's what I've been doing for the last five days, and it's real. I've seen it. It's coming. I'll be there, and if any one of you is there, know that I will give my life for you. We will see. Good luck. You too. Squash reaches out a hand. She looks at it, kind of gives you that half smile, which basically says, I'm not shaking your hands, but she still respects. And she turns and walks back towards the village. All right. So Squash knows where he needs to be in roughly two days' time. Um, Is there anything else of significance he wants to do or... Hmm. Squash is gonna spend about a day uh, wandering the earth, start trying to run into Swiftnablin or uh, Duadgar camps, and <laughs> uh, steal, take, and grab whatever he can from the Duadgar and barter with the Swiftnablin. Okay. Uh, he's trying to get himself. Um, he's trying to get himself like material and tools for leatherworking. Okay. 
Um, sure. I'm going to say that the 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 Snuff Bethlin and the Durga are kind of harsh negotiators when it comes with you because you are one and uplander, even though you can speak the the Earth Dark language uncommon. Um, so I'm going to say it's going to cost you like like 10 gold. I think that's the right amount for a set of tools. I think that's an extortionate amount for a set of tools. I think that's fair. <laughs> I remember including that it is some pickpocketing and... <laughs> Like, yeah, like, so ten gold is fair after yeah, they yeah, catch yeah. you, and like, yeah. I mean, you're working in the dark, my dude. Yeah. Um, that's fine. You make your way back to the meeting point. You arrive there early, and you can see that empty shallows is pretty much as you left it. It's a little bit in ruins. There's people still working, but they seem to be working with a fervor now. They put the fire out. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a big fire anyway, but still. Uh, they seem to be still working. Um, is there anything else you want to do before I, I take you away from your your four-day vacation? Cough, cough, cough. I think, no. I, I think Squaws is basically just staring down at empty shallows. He has his like kind of hands on his knees and his face cupped by in, in his hands. <laughs> uh, and he's just kind of staring at empty shallows, thinking like, like all the things he didn't do. Like, uh, he never found their grave. There's just so much bullshit that he needed to do. But of course, Dajin ruined that too. Of course, he did because he's a dick. Um, you hear like a uh, like a, a whoosh of wind, like an intake, um, and you feel like a little crackle of electricity, um, and. Demi puts a hand on your shoulder. Hey, Demi. Hi, you ready to go? Yep, I did all I could. You notice that she looks a little bit more human than she has before. Um, many of the rooms have faded or not glowing so bright. Um, some of the orcish features are gone. Um, she looks more like a human girl, human woman than she ever has. And she says, oh, you still need to... You need." Is there something else you wanted to do? I mean, I can maybe take you somewhere else, but I'm kind of a bit lower magic right now, so I don't really... I mean, we could make it work. I mean, no, it's no, no, it's, the world, it's I mean. fine. Uh, Squash uh, looks at her bandages over her eye. Is it... uh, yeah, it's exactly the same. You would assume she hasn't changed them at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Squash reaches into his pocket for the thing that he's been making for the last day with the leather crafting kit. And... What? <laughs> Uh, basically, I had two days left when I leave the Swift Nebula, if I understand correctly. Yeah, give or take, yeah. Uh, a day of that was spent uh, uh, getting the kit. Uh-huh. And the next day was spent sitting there, uh, crafting and making. Okay, I'll allow, I'll allow this. What are you doing? Uh, he reaches into his pocket and he gets out a very crudely made uh, eye patch. Um... I was gonna buy you one, but uh, uh, well, Empty Shallows doesn't want to do business with me, and neither did the Swift Dublin. So uh, I did what I could. She kind of like sits down, cross-legged next to you, um, and she kind of like looks at what you're offering. She hasn't taken it, by the way. She kind of looks at the the eyepiece, uh, the patch that you made, and she looks at it a little confused, and she says, "So." Um, what would you need me to do? Uh, just, it's, it's, I 
gift. It's you don't need me to do anything. It's for you because you don't seem to uh, care that you're wearing uh, wrappings. And I thought you'd like something more, more day to day, something that takes less time to put on, probably, or at least doesn't require another person stopping you mid thing and forcing you to change. It's yours to use and throw away once you get a more comfortable one. She kind of like uh, she reaches out and she she takes it and she looks at it and kind of like turns it over a few times and looks up at you and she's like, "You you made you made this." Oh, behind squash, there's like a pile, like a tiny pile of like ruined leather. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Well, yeah, it's the best one I could do in the time I had, and uh, with the leather I had." Um, yeah, um, and I, I, uh, I tried to make it make it as plush as I could. Like it, it shouldn't hurt you. Uh, uh, and and I, if you don't like it, just uh, just go back to your wrappings. It's no, I. It's not. That I don't like it. I. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I Danny. guess I haven't. <laughs> So when people give me things, there's always like a thing behind it, like you have to go do this or they need to check out what it is. And I, thank you. I would have kept wearing the wrapping and she kind of like, as she's doing it, she's kind of like undoing it. Um, it's like, I would keep wearing it. I mean, I'm not really that worried. I mean, the end of the world is coming soon, but I guess this is much nicer. And as she kind of like takes it out, like uh, she kind of turns her head a little bit so you don't have to see like whatever ruin messes underneath. And she puts the, the eye patch on and like ties on the back. Um, and she turns and looks back at you. Is like, how's it look? Uh, well, everything besides the pads looks great. She kind of, uh, you, you can tell she's blushing. Um, <laughs> she has no idea what to do with herself right now. Uh, seeing Demi flustered is not an unusual thing, but not being able to say anything. Um, that's new. Um, she kind of like looks a little bit flustered and looks a little bit confused. Um, and then she looks back at you and she says, "So how did how did everything down in the empty shallows go? Oh. I, I know you said I was gonna you were gonna show it to me one day, but I guess things aren't going well by the look on your face. It's awful. Dajin's been there. They're erecting Wait, some what? kind of a some kind of a something to the blissful eclipse to give them a better look into our world. I think I fucked it up enough to at least stall them." Could you draw it? Draw the symbol? Yeah. Well, yeah, easily. Uh, okay, okay. I I burnt all their schematics though. Uh, that's that's smart. I mean, that's I mean, it would have been better if I could look at them, but that's still a smart thing to do because we don't want them to do whatever they do. Dachin has been here. Well, yeah, he picked me up here twenty three years ago, and now he came back, told them wild tales about my expiration. And then probably cast awful spells on all of them, and they're all probably broken now. Okay, okay. Well, um, we'll bring this to everyone tomorrow. I haven't gone to get them yet. I, I, you said you. I mean, we we, and she kind of like gestures at empty shallows and back at you again, and she's like. Well, you've shown me your home, so I'm. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna take you somewhere not here. 
Oh, uh, but you yeah. don't have to come if you don't want to. It is. It can be dangerous, and what I'm going to do is going to be super dangerous. But I, it'll be. I, I said I'd show you the place where I call off. So I wanted to. If you want to go, well, we still have time. But if not, then I, I guess. I mean, if you're not interested, then I can just take us back to Falsam and not worry about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm I'm not in any hurry until we pick up the rest of the crew. Okay. Um, she puts her hand on your shoulder. Um, and you feel a familiar tug on the back of your navel. You find yourself, after going through the stalking, seeing three stalker, uh, um, three spectres, one you may or may not recognise and two you don't, um, sort of hanging around and, and waving and smiling. You can see that they're kind of like throwing cards between them. Um, and when you come back to in the physical plane, you find yourself on the top of an overhang. Oh, a cliff. It's about 150, 160 feet up. It's one of those that looks like it should be in a horror movie where you have like the, the, the bit of the earth that like reaches over like a big empty thing underneath it. Um, you find yourself on top of this. As you look around, you can see that what you're standing on is actually a piece of broken earth. It has floated up in the um, breaking of the world recently. It's um, it's not where it should be in, in space. Um, as you look down, you can see a large forest. Trees go on for miles and miles. You can see that there is a break in the trees where obviously there's uh, a river or should be a river flowing through. And as you look down, about 160 feet below you, you see a clearing. It's kind of shaped a bit like an almond, uh, so kind of like um, like an oval, but the ends are more pointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that there is a darker um, set of trees that kind of like ring the edge of this clearing. Um, and it's an iced over lake. You can see that there is kind of like ice um, all over the top of it, and it's fairly thick. Um, and it's really cold up here. Um, you can definitely feel that winter is coming. Um, sorry, you can definitely feel that the end of uh, end of autumn is coming. <laughs> the cold season is coming. The cold season, yes. The cold and flu season. Get your shots, people. Um, the cold and flu season is coming. Um, and yeah, it's fairly chilly up here. Even um, even even Demi looks like she's beginning to shiver a little. Um, it's not as cold as it is on the top of Dead Sky Mountain, by no means. But um, she's you guys are standing there, and she says, "So I don't really know what this place is called, but um, well, my um, you see, there's a lake down here. Don't worry about it. We I'm going to be going. Well, there's a lake down there um, under the ice here, and this is where m- my father." found my mother after my mother kind of accidentally dropped me in here. Um, don't worry, it was, wasn't was icy then, it was just water. She's a little bit of a klutz and, well, it's full of magic and this place is really cool and there's a really cool thing that's going to happen really soon and I thought you'd want to see it maybe and, yeah. Yeah, thank you for showing this to me. There are beautiful places in the world. I think empty chalets would have been really pretty in the daylight. She kind of gives you like half a smile of like, oops. <laughs> uh, not anymore. The, uh, what what's going to be happening here soon? So there's something really cool that happens at this place. When winter starts, mm-hmm. you see how it looks a bit like a big closed eye? Yeah. It opens. It opens. Yeah. Like it's called... 
it's called, well, I don't know what we call it, but Damas calls it the eye of winter. So like when winter comes, when winter officially starts on Bikron, it opens. And you can see for, for like the briefest moment, like a, a movement of, well, uh, an eye. And there's lots of magic that happens. Hmm. And it's really cool. Hmm. Now, it's not the only thing that Damas and I do when the eye of winter opens, but you don't have to join me in that. And um, What do you guys do? Well, uh, last year I was this close and she kind of like puts like her two fingers so they're almost touching, jumping in there just as the magic starts. I was that close. I missed it by hair's breadth. And I want to, I want to, well, we keep trying to do it and Damas did it the first time we did it and then I've never managed to do it again and I haven't quite managed to do it. So I'm just going to, before the world end, I really want to give it a go. I mean, you don't have to. Sounds like fun. Really? It's really cold down there. Uh, I'll bring warm clothes. <laughs> You're, and as she says that, kind of like the... Um, uh, Squash has, by the way, like definitely pulled this cloak closed and he's like <laughs> trying to preserve whatever little water heat he has. <laughs> <laughs> the earth uh, begins to shake and tremor a little bit. And as you look up, you can see the very first flakes of the snow of winter beginning to fall. And she's like, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. You ready? You ready? You ready? I'm ready. Ow. All right, this is going to be good. Remember, feet first, otherwise you'll break your ankles. What? And she grabs his wrist and she jumps. Are you willingly going with or are you going to try and resist? Uh, it's 160 feet down. You will take damage. Squaz is going for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's he's throwing uh, last, last, last couple of... Last week, has, this week has been really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so what he wants to do is jump into a frozen lake. Uh, okay, okay. This is going to sound like really, really like, like, like dark and weird, but yep. it's like the worst thing that can happen is... Death, and that's just a welcome outcome at the moment. Oh no! Like, like it, it, everything's so fucking difficult and dark right now that, like, like why not try to enjoy a moment with somebody rather than worrying? So, like, okay, fuck it. Um, as you guys, uh, as you jump, as you fall, um, Demi kind of like pulls you in really close to her. Um, and you can feel just like uh, the natural radiance of her being whatever she is, just irradiating heat at you. Um, and she points a hand down as she casts burning hands as you guys fall. So you can create a hole in the ice so you don't land on solid ground. I still want you to roll 15d6. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is damage that you'll both be taking. So if you kill Demi, this is entirely your fault at this point. Kill Demi. <laughs> Where's Damas? I thought he was going to be part of this madness. Well, I considered it, and I considered having a cute snowball fight, but I, I decided to cut to the chase of what's going on here. <laughs> All right, I, I think the first question is: Can I use ac- acrobatics in any way to like uh, dampen the fall? I want to ask that before I roll and roll above my maximum hit points. Well, Demi has grabbed you by the waist. You need to convince her in the maybe six seconds it's going to take for you to hit the ground. Nope. All right. <laughs> All right. Gods of fuckery, don't kill me now. That's a 58 damage. Okay. That's four sixes in those 15. That's fine. It's also three ones, so I don't know what you're moaning about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's a... 
As you guys hit the ground, sorry, as you guys hit the water feet first, um, Demi actually hits the water first because she's taller than you. Um, and she manages to like kind of partially disperse some of this uh, damage. You still take 50 to take eight, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, um, that down. I need to find my dice because... I have a bag of them here. It's okay. I've got one. Oh, you, oh yeah, of course. You have your, your, your fat dice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. They're so good. <laughs> okay. They've been a pain of our existence. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates me rolling them, so I love them so much. Okay. As you, as the water hits you, you feel the iciness of the water that she has just dove, um, dived into. It hits you in that kind of like chest, in that kind of like, if you step into a shower that's cold, you get that <gasps> of shock. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens. Um, so I need you to make a con check for me. Can't save. Sorry. Oh, and I'm not good at those. That's a nine. Okay. Um, you have no air. Oh boy. <laughs> the impact of the sudden shock is it's too much. Um, you smash into the water and realise that you have maybe a couple of seconds left before you have to take a deep breath in. Um, the water is freezing cold, but Demi is like a lightning rod in here. It's it's warmer on one part of you. Your cloak is doing not all that much. Um, and as you both dive in, my roll meant that good things happen. Oh. As your kind of your chest areas, uh, both roughly in line, I'd say, um, kind of hit the water that exact moment, the eye opens. The water around you glows this deep purple and it begins to swirl. And you realise your vision isn't through either looking at your eyelids if they're closed or looking into like the mass of the water around you. You're looking up. You're looking at the stars and you feel yourself being pulled forward. And then the vision turns back to look at itself and you see the lake. You see an iris glowing purple. You see darkness in the very centre of it, the hole that you guys burned your way through, and you see two tiny pinpricks in there. You see the ice blink and open again. And then all your senses return back to you. As Demi and yourself both just kick your way up. She also failed her con, by the way. I did this before (laughs) we started. Um, (laughs) You both kick and push and make your way to the surface. It's a very deep breath in. And as you breathe in, you breathe in this purple glow, which is making its way out of the lake. And it hits you square in the chest. You breathe it in, goes in your veins and into your heart. You have gained something magical about you. Demi puts a hand on your shoulder and it's like someone has set your shoulder on fire. You look, you can see your shoulder kind of going, you can feel your shoulder going red even under her touch. And she pulls you up and out of the water and then pulls herself on top of the lake. And the ice hole that they that you two had burnt through begins to close up underneath you. I thought you meant in like a couple of days. <laughs> nope. Damn it. I missed it again. You missed it? I thought we hit the hole. We did, but... So you hit the hole at the right time and you kick up at the right time and... 
the magic doesn't all just float out into the world and turn it into winter. Some of it gets stuck in your in your blood, and I missed it. Oh, damn it! <coughs> <coughs> and and what does that mean? It means I missed the cool magic thing. I don't get to feel winter. No, what does it mean that I feel winter? Wait, what? I I breathed I breathed something or breathed something. How do you what? How do you say this word? She kind of looks at you and you see her eye gonna kind of like go wide. Um, and she kind of like crawls over to you, and she kind of like you see her eye roll into the kind of roll backwards, and you see like different colors rolling over her her eye socket. I guess. Uh, there was something purple in the stars. They were staring down at us. Ah. Damn it. Oh no, is it bad? No, no, it's it's fine. You you just have the blessing of winter, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I really hope the is gonna have the blessing of winter. But uh well I, I guess the ox will have to do without it. I mean I guess I mean I guess it's really useful for you. And oh my god, I'm really sorry about your shoulder. And you kind of look at it and like there's a like a big like demi hand print in your clothing where it's kind of singed a little. Okay, why does that? Oh, oh, oh that's gonna swell. <clears throat> um, Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. You, you saved us from hitting frozen water, uh, so <laughs> I, I guess it's even. Uh, and I also stole your blessing. Um, no, don't don't worry. It's, it's fine. I mean, uh, Damas has got it once, and I have I haven't. Well, I mean, I mean, we have to save the world, and I can maybe do it next year, unless I'm I'm groups, in which case I'm definitely not going to do it next year. He doesn't really need that. I'll care about that. But that's cool. I mean, it's really well. I kind of half hoped that you would get it because, like, it would be really good for you. Okay, can you explain what it means to be touched by winter? Well, um, do you feel the cold? I mean, we're standing, well, we're kind of lying on a lake. Do you feel cold? Hmm. I guess not. Nope. And, um, well, I, I guess, I mean, it is, I mean, it is dark, but, um, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. Oh shit! Yeah, where's my torch? It's up there somewhere. Yeah, I think your torch is in your things. <laughs> a, a little wet now. Sorry. Uh, I'm assuming that Squash like dropped the torch. Uh, was it night when she picked me up? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah then Squash like dropped his uh, teleport torch uh, when she like <laughs> threw them off the cliff. Uh, does Squash have dark vision now? Squash temporarily has dark vision. Hmm. Squash temporarily has resistance to cold. Hmm. And he temporarily has something else, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> Demi puts her hand out to you and she says, okay, well, you may not be able to feel like cold so much anymore, but um, I guess I guess I'm... Oh, yeah, you're probably freezing to death right now. Uh, huh. Still warm. Much cooler, but still warm. Point. Um, yeah, uh... Oh, uh, and Squash, like, gets his backpack off, which I'm assuming he jumped with, unless we're going to walk up there and <laughs> no, get it. No, I mean, uh, you, can, you can say you took it with you, that's fine. I mean, you wouldn't have had time to take your thing off, because nah. she literally grabbed your wrist and jumped, so. And he just makes sure that the the box that he, I'm assuming, that he, like, tied together so it wouldn't, like, after the swift nibbling kind of threw the bag. Yeah, like, it's very easy to check just by picking up your bag that everything is fine. Yeah. Uh, he just makes sure that the chest's still sealed. I'm assuming he yeah. like tied it together with leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, everything's good. Everything's actually better than good. Everything's great. Huh. 
this would have been very useful back when I was hanging out with this Rifnoblin. Or before that bitch Glenn Gareth tried to freeze me to death. <laughs> um, as you kind of say that, you feel like a small, um, a soft, cold, wet thing hit you in the side of the head. Then you see Demi like looking up and like pretending to whistle. Squash like touches his head and I'm assuming he comes away with like snow. Yes. <laughs> you bitch. And Squash like real quick like rolls into the ground and as he's rolling he comes up with what I assume is like half-baked uh, snowball <laughs> because he does not know how to do this. <laughs> Probably seen snow once or twice in his life and after that he was too old or uh, high to actually care. Yeah. <laughs> and he just chucks like a broken ball in her direction. <laughs> like... All right, all right. Gonna need some practice before... <laughs> practice? You threw a snowball at me! Um, ah. And yeah, I assume they proceed to have the dumbest, childish snowball fight in the world. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, at the end of the snowball fight, uh, she takes you back to Felsum, and that's where we'll leave them. You. Yes, you listening. Now... Let me tell you this. If you leave five stars in the pod rating of your choice and a suitable amount of money in my bank vault, uh, then you will have access to the very inner sanctum of the Church of Dachin. Would you like that? Of course you would. Now come along. Run along. Let's see those reviews and that gold. Thank you. A very quick thing at the end here, we want to thank our new patron, Leo Jeanson, and a big thank you to Ratstring, who gave us the name Kada. Bye. Do you enjoy action? Sending a bullet through the neck, and you see the headgear and the electrical equipment that seems to be weighing it down, rolls the head forward as it tears from its body and falls to the floor, and this geek is done. Horror? emaciated corpses which have had some kind of technology woven into them. Along with some crazy and fun one-shots so you don't lose your mind. Y'all want to make this a real hot boogie and just like throw my hand up? (laughs) (laughs) Disco ball shape of light just and it's just disco. Then dig up Corpses and Curios wherever you find your podcasts. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.